Hey guys, welcome back to the Bible Podcast with Hunter Davis. Today we'll be in Matthew chapter 23, starting with a warning against hypocrisy. Verse 1, Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, so you must be careful to do everything they tell you. Do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. So Jesus told his audience to pay attention to the teachings of these religious leaders. After all, they sat in Moses' seat, the chair in the synagogue from which the law's meaning was interpreted. But these leaders did not always practice what they preached. Verse 4, They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders. But they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries wide and the tassels on their garments long. They love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplace and to be called rabbi by others. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father, and he is in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. In verses 4 through 10, several other characteristics of the scribes and Pharisees disturbed Jesus. For instance, they loved to show off their piety. They had to have an audience for everything they did. Verse 11. The greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Once again, Jesus repeated the principle he had often taught before. The truly great person is one who serves others. Verse 13. Seven woes on the teachers of the law and the Pharisees. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Jesus is accusing the leaders of shutting people out of God's kingdom. They refused to accept Jesus' invitation to enter the kingdom by faith and repentance, and they kept others from doing the same. They kept others from doing so as well. Verse 15. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You travel over land and sea to win a single convert, and when you have succeeded, you make them tw twice as much of a child of hell as you are. In Jesus' day, Judaism had a missionary dimension. Jesus said the scribes and the Pharisees would travel over land and sea to win a single convert. Then they would weigh down that convert under the law, making them, making him twice as legalistic as themselves. Verse 16. Woe to you, blind guides! You say if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gold of the temple is bound by that oath. You blind fools! Which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You also say, if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gift on the altar is bound by that oath. You blind men, which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? Therefore, anyone who swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. And anyone who swears by the temple swears by it and the one who dwells in it. And anyone who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. Jesus raised the oath to a new level of understanding. See Matthew 5, 33-37. 
At his trial before Caiaphas, Jesus was silent to the questions until a binding oath was placed upon him. See Matthew twenty six sixty three through 65 Jesus did not condemn oaths, only the abuse of God's name in the taking of oaths. See, the leaders had, in a sense, made perjury legal with their teachings on oath. For example, if a person swore by the temple, he did not have to keep his oath. Jesus recognized that no matter what a person might swear by, all belonged to God. Therefore, the person who swore was calling God as a witness to his promise and was bound by that oath. Verse 23, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind gods, you strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. See, while meticulously tithing these tiny herbs, the scribes had neglected the truly important aspects of the law, such as justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Verse 25, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees! You hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, then the outside also will be clean. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Jesus saw that the scribes and Pharisees were like those whitewashed tombs. On the outside, all appeared to be well. Inside, however, they were full of decay. Verse 29. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would have not taken part with them in the shedding of the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead then, and complete what your ancestors started. You snakes, you brood of vipers, how will you escape being condemned to hell? Therefore I am sending you prophets and sages and teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify, others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. And so upon you will come all the righteous blood that has been shed on earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly I tell you, all this will come on this generation. Now Jesus' judgment on these leaders had reached its zenith. The ancestors of the Jewish leaders had killed the prophets God sent to them, but they were about to complete their father's work by killing Jesus and others who will come in his name. The seven woes by Jesus were a collective criticism of the hypocrisy of Israel's Jewish leaders. His accusations reach a climax as he shows a solidarity between the current Jewish leaders and their predecessors who murdered the prophets of God. Verse 37, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets and stoned those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. And you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. See, knowledge of Jerusalem's approaching destruction filled Jesus with the deepest sorrow. 
Jesus had hoped to take the children of Israel under his wing and nurture them like a mother hen does her baby chicks. They were not willing, and so would, and they so would face their judgment. God never imposes his love by overriding human will. Unbelieving Israel had chosen its own destiny. A couple questions for you guys tonight on this chapter. Number one, what plagued the scribes and the Pharisees to cause them to be so consistently hypocritical? Number two, describe a great person according to verses 11 through 12. What are some examples of great people? Number three, where do pharisaical attitudes surface in today's church? What is our best response toward hypocrisy? Well, guys, I hope y'all enjoyed chapter 23 tonight. Um, Jesus exposing the lies and the hypocrisy of the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees. You know, he tells them to, to, to be careful to do everything they tell you, but don't do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. Anyway, guys, hope y'all enjoyed tonight, and we'll be in chapter 24, I think starting next Monday. I hope to see y'all guys there. Have a good night.